Christian doesn't pray about heaven. That's a remarkable lack. Who ever heard of exiles not thinking about home? Now, I said, that's exactly what the rosary is. We are in a new moment of time and a new moment of space. So we keep saying to our Lord and to the Blessed Mother, I love you, I love you. That's the Holy Rosary. That's the Catholic faith. The whole Catholic faith is in it. I want to welcome you all to another Daily Decade. We're back, back on the road, as you can probably tell from the background noise. I have tested this, though, and hopefully the sound that, you got, that you're getting from the wind going by the car will be, still be background. Um, unfortunately, I do have to keep my windows open because I don't have air conditioning in the car, and I'm in the south, so uh, we're, we're in a spot where if the windows aren't open, the air conditioning at least has to be on. But I, I want to, first of all, give thanks to, uh, to God uh, for all of those who stuck by the Daily Decade and continued to follow the Telegram and the, and the Gab channels, and, uh, or I guess the, the account on Gab and the Telegram channel and everywhere else where we still had a presence uh, that of, the, uh, of posts and that sort of thing. Because I was able to bring the thing back. I didn't have to rebuild the audience from scratch, and that's a huge help. I, I also, you know, when the whole thing went away and I just got burnt out and walked away, I'm also in the process of sort of rebuilding a, a team of people who can help make this possible. You, you don't ever get one of these things without a lot of help from the outside. Uh, people who do production work, people who do posting, people who give ideas and give feedback, all of that sort of thing. So I'm very grateful for all of that, and I'm very grateful to all of you for continuing to wait while I got my act together in order to get this thing back on the road uh, and and operating again. So I, there's, a, there's a lot of people in the time that I've had uh, who have reached out with prayers. I, I want to... Uh, offer prayers for all of them and we will and in turn we're going to open back up the email address and of course there's also the telegram chat uh, that uh, that we've got now we've got a sort of informal prayer club i think that i'm going to set up a prayer uh, club that is uh, a prayer chat explicitly for the daily decade for people and prayer requests to be put on the rosary for us to pray and since uh, will be, I'm hoping to record all of these ahead of time. Today is Sunday. It's the first Sunday after the Ascension, uh, but this will not be released until tomorrow, Monday. And uh, I'll probably, I may record the other two today as well. I haven't decided yet. It depends on what kind of time that I have. Those will probably be recorded from home, so we won't have all the signature background noise of cars going by and the wind outside the windows, and especially when I get on the highway all of that sort of thing. But I happened to be on my way back from church and I thought, now's a good time to do this, let's do it. So here we are. For today, which is the first Sunday after the Ascension, the Feast of the Ascension, we're gonna do a reflection on the Annunciation. And this is part of the new format. I'm gonna announce what we're talking about. Uh, from here on out, we're gonna do Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. 
and each of those is going to be a reflection on the, one of the mysteries that uh, falls on that day. So Mondays you pray the joyful mysteries, Wednesdays you pray the glorious mysteries, and Fridays you pray the sorrowful mysteries. And as I go through the mysteries, each of the reflections will be grounded in that. Today's going to be the Annunciation. Our prayer today, what I'd like to do is actually pray for everyone who's engaged in any kind of apostolate of this nature, of bringing the faith and bringing devotions and bringing the church to people out there. There are so many temptations and there's so much struggle that is attached to this endeavor. And it's so easy to burn out when you're doing it alone and or when you feel like you're doing it alone. And when you get caught up with the temptation of oh, how many likes do I have, how many follows do I have on this one, how, how much feedback have I got on this one, is anyone actually listening to any of these? And you get caught up in the numbers and you lose sight of the impact. If we, through our efforts, bring a single person that much closer to the true faith and open up to them the opportunities available to them for aid and assistance from heaven above. We have accomplished everything that we need to accomplish. And I say that, I say, when I say we, I mean everyone who is engaged in the great commission of, bring, of making disciples of all nations. If we are able to teach uh, a person who doesn't believe in the communion of saints to pray to the saints, if we've gotten them an inch closer to the true faith, an inch closer to the door of the church, we are doing the work of God in accomplishing that. We may not have saved his soul, but we have gotten him a step closer to where the saints can bring him along. And we do not have the power or the merit or the grace or the ear of God that the saints and particularly our Blessed Mother have. Enlisting them in our work or making them really making them do the hard work is going to bring us greater success than anything that we can accomplish ourselves and this is the essence of the problem with modern christianity is everything seems to be rooted in what you yourself can do you know what can you accomplish for the kingdom of god you can do very little here you can save your own soul and you can help to bring other people along. But it is God who does all the good. And through his saints and, and himself, directly in Jesus Christ, directly intervening in our lives to help us. All good things come from him and him alone. And whatever good we do, we do because we have accorded ourselves with him and he is acting through us. I'm going to talk about that a little bit more when we do the reflection. So, But first of all, let's go ahead and, say, and pray our rosary today for all of those that are engaged in any kind of active apostolate, uh, especially online, uh, to bring people to the faith of Christ. Um, we're going to do Mondays and Wednesdays are going to be in English. Uh, I think I'm going to do Fridays in Latin just to maintain the Latin. I know there are some people who like the Latin. There are more people who appreciate it when I do these in English. So uh, I'm going to do as, mu as much of them in, in English as I possibly can. 
So let's put ourselves in the presence of God and begin our rosary. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, the Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who by the Holy Ghost was conceived, was born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come again to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. For an increase in faith, hope, and charity, hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The first joyful mystery is the Annunciation. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, Pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, Pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. 
Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Hail, Holy Queen, Mother of Mercy, our life, our sweetness, and our hope. To thee do we cry, poor banished children of Eve. To thee do we send up our sighs, mourning and weeping from this veil of tears. Turn then, O gracious Advocate, thine eyes of mercy unto us. And after this, our exile, shew unto us the blessed fruit of thy womb, Jesus. O Clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary. Pray for us, most holy Mother of God, that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. Let us pray. O God, who didst deign to send thine only begotten Son, who by his life, death, and resurrection did purchase for us the rewards of eternal life, look with favor on us, that meditating on the sacred mysteries of the most holy rosary of the Blessed Virgin Mary, we may imitate what they contain and obtain what they promise. Through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. O most blessed Virgin Mary, who receiving the announcement of the blessed Archangel Gabriel that you were to bear in your womb our God in the flesh, intercede on behalf of those of us who speak the word of God to those around us, that we may announce the good news with, in such accordance with the will of God as the Archangel Gabriel did announce his good word to you, O Blessed Mother. And we ask this in the name of Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who livest and reignest with God the Father and the Holy Ghost, one God, world without end. Amen. For all of us, for everyone, in all of our struggles, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. Most sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. Most sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Today we contemplate 
the Annunciation of the Archangel Gabriel to the Blessed Virgin Mary. It is our goal as Christians, the Annunciations. Which sounds rather odd to say it, doesn't it? It's what began it all. It's the beginning of everything in the New Testament. The New Testament begins at the Annunciation. Uh, some of the New Testament begins with the betrothal of, our, of the Blessed Mother to St. Joseph. But really, the New Testament, as Christ speaks of the New Testament at the Last Supper, this is, my, this is the blood of the New Covenant to be shed for you and for many under the remission of sins. Those words speak of this New Covenant, this New Testament. And the New Testament begins with the incarnation of God in the flesh, and that is the Annunciation. The Annunciation, though, is also our goal. It's what we are trying to get to. If we walk through the history of salvation, salvation history, from the beginning to the uh, Ascension, which we just celebrated, and, the Pe and Pentecost, which is coming up this upcoming Sunday, we see the pattern of Christ's mission on earth, that his mission being accomplished. I heard a priest recently say that the mission of Christ on earth was accomplished at the Ascension. I have to disagree with him. The mission of, the, of Christ on earth ends with, the, with Pentecost, because it is at that point that the Spirit descends upon us, all of us, particularly the apostles, and it's, they become spiritually full in such a way that they, the grace and truth and the truth of the faith flows out of them in the way the creation itself flows out of the, of the heart and mind of God right? and, and the way in which we are constantly flowing out of God in his, in his love, his love for us. We are always in this temporal reality resulting from the eternity that is God. Now God is personal. I don't mean to, I don't mean to sound like a Neoplatonist, and I know that that's, it's going to sound that way because I'm talking about effusion, and that's a very, those of you who are clued in, that's a very Platinian thing. But I'm not speaking in those terms really specifically. I, obviously God is a personal God, he's an imminent God, and he's a triune God. But nevertheless, we may speak of ourselves existing in the mind of God and therefore sort of constantly coming into existence and becoming, actualizing all the time. In the same way, the pouring out of the truth of God from our lives is our goal in that we seek to be perfect as our Father in heaven is perfect. Perfection seeks its own completion at all times. And so God is always, be, is always being perfect, and we must always be becoming perfect. And the way that that happens is that Christ and the spirit of Christianity is always flowing out of us in the way that we live, in the way that we pray, in the way that we interact with those that are nearer to us, in the way that we interact with those that are strangers to us. In this way, the faith is always flowing out of us and constantly being renewed if we're being true faithful Christians. That's why the interior life is so important because the font will run dry 
if all you're doing is the act of life, if all you're doing is work, the works of God, then you lose the spirit within yourself. If you're always seeking the act of life, seeking the life of lived religion in an active sense of, of outward charity, and you neglect the interior life of the renewal of the faith within yourself, that font will run dry because the font does not come from you. It comes from Christ who dwells in you. And that's the goal of the Annunciation because what happens at the Annunciation is that God literally comes and physically dwells in the belly of Our Lady, in, in, her, in her womb. That's our goal. That's what we're called to be. And we have to walk backwards almost through salvation history to get there. So we start with our baptism, which makes us, which makes us receptive to the church um, and to the teachings of the church, right? So we are receptive to the church through baptism. And at that point, we now can receive the Holy Ghost, which uh, does not come to us unless we have baptism. Or I suppose in the case of, uh, in rare cases, like the, like the centurion, I think Cornelius the centurion, right? Um, he is able to, re he receives the Holy Ghost ahead of baptism as a sign that the Gentiles are called to Christ. Except in those rare cases in which there's direct divine intervention, though the general rule is that through baptism we now make ourselves ready to receive the Holy Ghost. So we cannot have our Pentecost until we are baptized. Once we are baptized, we have our Pentecost. Receiving pen the, the Holy Ghost, we are now able to fully participate and fully embrace the truth of the Eucharist in the way that the apostles present at the Eucharist could. Now, of course, it used to be, historically speaking, that you would be confirmed and then you would receive the Eucharist. Pope St. Pius X changed that. He made it the Eucharist available to those that are of the age of reason. But we must also recognize that those that receive communion at the age of reason and those that receive communion after having a valid confirmation receive it in a different way. Now, it's not that the Eucharist changes. It's the same. It's, the, it's, it's valid. The body and blood of Jesus Christ, the grace of Christ, the merits of his sacrifice, all of these are, are conveyed through the sacrament. It has to be that way. It's, it's required dogmatically to believe this if we believe the sacrament is what it is. However, there are those that are able to be brought into the field and to reap the harvest. And there are those that are able to reap more of the harvest and those that are able to reap less of the harvest based on their disposition and their state. When we are confirmed, we, come, we are given the potentiality to reap the fullness of the, the sacrament of the Eucharist and thus enter more fully into the life of the church. And from there, we go back again, we go back further. We are constantly suffering the crucifixion and, and, re -eng and, and engaging with it, meeting Christ at the cross in the sacrifice of the mass. And we are constantly receiving him as at the last supper through the sacrifice of the mass. And we establish a life now of this sacrifice, of participating in this sacrifice. And there we live for most of our life and through the experience of this over and over again, through the reinvigoration of this element of our life of faith, we draw nearer 
to the other mysteries. We draw nearer to, through the passion of our Lord, we draw nearer to his life in his ministry. We come to a fuller understanding of, the, of what he brought to us here on earth, both the message and the miracles. And we draw nearer to him, to hold him in our hearts as St. Joseph and our Blessed Mother held him in our arms. And finally, the achievement of sainthood. When we return to the Annunciation itself, and we, and I, here I speak, I, I'm drawing on, uh, and, and this may be uh, perhaps not as well received, but I'm drawing on Meister Eckhart here, where he talks about the birth, the, con the conception of the Spirit of God in the soul, by the soul. The idea that we must become God-bearers and that therefore our souls must conceive within themselves the Son of God in the same way as he was conceived, or rather like, not in the same way, but like he was conceived in the womb of the Blessed Mother. And when we have done that, we have achieved sainthood, or rather, saints are those who have achieved this that we now truly the kingdom of heaven is within us and we have enthroned the king of that kingdom in our own hearts and so our souls have conceived and now bear christ within us and we become the sons of God. The power, that's the, that's the power to become the son of God that's spoken of in John's gospel. And so our goal is to reach the Annunciation. Our goal is to achieve the purity, the interior purity, the perfection of prayer, the humility, all of the traits that make the Blessed Mother who she is so that our souls can be clean like her soul was. They can never be as clean because she was, she was conceived and born without original sin. And so she went through life completely purified and completely clean. We have not. But we can work through our faith towards a place where we are pure of heart, where we are saintly. And when we do that, at the very same time as we achieve that, the Holy Ghost acts within us, and the Spirit of God acts upon us, and we come to bear the Son of God within our hearts and within our souls, and to give glory to God through the perfection that is to be found in those who, for whom there is an indwelling of the Spirit. And all saints achieve this. That's what makes a saint. That's part of the reason why St. Alphonsus Liguri says that without mental prayer, you cannot have, there is no saint that becomes a saint without mastery of mental prayer. Why is that? Because mental prayer occurs within. It is in the heart of the believer. Mental prayer is in the soul. It is an action purely of the soul, elevating itself to God. And coming to change itself or to, to in, encompass its, it, around the Spirit of God like a cocoon 
such that from that cocoon will emerge the fully developed uh, butterfly, the fully developed creature that is a saint. And so we work our way to the Annunciation, and we work our way to the purity, to the achievement of the Blessed Mother, so that we can receive the gifts of the Holy Ghost in their fullness, even though we began by receiving the Holy Ghost as the Apostles received Him on the Feast of Pentecost. Which is to say, in a manner that is less and different than the way in which He was received by the Blessed Mother. Because there were only two people, two, one a group of people and one an actual physical person, for whom the indwelling of God really took place through the descent of the Holy Ghost. The first one was the Blessed Mother, and the other are the Apostles, particularly St. Peter, who addresses them all uh, after, the, uh, after it's taken place, assumes leadership. And we too have to prepare ourselves for this reception, that we can carry God within ourselves and close to our hearts. And having achieved that, that we can truly see why it is that our Blessed Mother is called full of grace, that she is told the Lord is with her. And so through her intercession and the intercession of St. Joseph, May the Lord be with all of us, and may we achieve some fraction of that grace, gain access to some fraction of that grace of which our Blessed Mother was so full. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.